This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. Did you hear me ever? I'm H. Allen Scott slash, who am I? Sadie Pines. <laughs> I'm Carrie Doherty. And to get it, and together, we are H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines and Carrie Doherty. Uh, we are a mess right now. We are, we've been recording all day. We've been... <laughs> I've I'm I'm drinking. It's a whole thing is happening today. <laughs> we have a very special treat for you all. Mm. Oh, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we've we literally been chatting. recording all day. <laughs> we we because it's the holidays and we're doing a we're stockpiling a few episodes because we're yeah whatever you know it's the holidays. Um, we are chatting with someone who you all know and love. He was a writer on the first season of The Golden. He's also written on Roseanne and another one of my favorite shows, The Gilmore Girls. And he recently, he this is amazing, he wrote a, a really fun, campy Lifetime Christmas movie. It's and a new he has a new book coming out. Guys, welcome Stan Zenderman. He's not here right now. <laughs> he's not he's, here he's right now. Coming up. <laughs> we like, are a mess. He's going to clap. Oh, goodness. Part Stan of me, Zimmerman. Part Everyone of applaud me. for Stan Zimmerman right now. There you go. Part of me wants to redo this intro, and the rest no. of me is like, nope, we're leaving nope. it in. Nope. So if you all, this is Stan's second time on the podcast. If you want to listen to our first interview with Stan, you can find it in our back catalog. It was released on October 26, 2015, eight whole years ago. I, it's a really fun interview. The audio is eh, as it was back then. Uh, but in that interview, we talked about how he and his writing partner got their jobs in the Golden Girls, some behind the scenes stories about the adult education episode. And he talked a lot about his relationship with Estelle, which is really mm. sweet. Um, but before we get into this latest chat with Stan, where we talk about a lot more fun Golden Girls stuff, uh, a little bit of housekeeping. There will be no new episode on the main feed next week. We are taking a very, uh, clearly a much needed break. <laughs> so that it's we the can, holidays. It's the holidays. We need one day. So yes. that we can spend some time with our loved ones. But uh, for those who are paid members of the GGVIP club, we are releasing two bonus pieces of content next week for our Miami Museum Program Coordinators tier, you will be getting a bonus segment of our Stan interview where he reads to us some of his unproduced Golden Girls ideas that he had for episodes. Mm. And we had a lot of fun riffing on them and talking about what those episodes could have looked like. It was a really, really fun little conversation. Yeah. And 
all of the paid GGVIP members will also be getting our latest Rusty Anchor Happy Hour, where we break down some of our favorite golden ladies on TikTok. And I mean, I, I will say Wait, the rest I, of it. The I rest need, of it goes off the rails. But. I need to comment. I need to comment on this. I have to say, we also have, in addition to that, if you are in the eight dollar tier, you can go back and watch our live watch along that we did. The other day, I forget when now, what days we are, but we did a live watch along where we watched um, uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Xmas. Is that what it's called? I forget. Yes, Ma- but, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yes. And we watched that episode and people came and we it's just Carrie and I talking about the episode and we watched the episode. But it's a lot of fun. So you can go watch that on the Patreon as well. But for this week's Rusty Anchor Happy Hour, it was like we Carrie and I have been doing this. We've been recording together for 10 years. So we know each other's. We know how each other works way, way too well at this point. And I walked away from that Rusting Anchor happy hour so, like, overjoyed at the flow of it and how funny it was and how silly it was and how stupid it was and how, like, just sort of, like, kind of just happy fun. And we talk about the things like the Golden Girls of TikTok and the things that I love and you love and all oh, those things. I but- played Christmas carols through my yes, phone. Yes, you did. We also... um you and I, we both show, you and I, and again, we've known each other for 10 years now. We talk every week, almost every day. Yeah. You and I never realize we both have weird tongues. And yeah, so we, we showed that. off our so, weird tongues. And the if video you version. See them, you've got to <laughs> yes. pay. But what's so great about it is, not if you if you want to pay, you don't have to pay. You're you're fully welcome to stay in this tier as well of getting that podcast every single week, you know, here, wherever you listen. But what I love about it is, it is, it's so stupid, the Rusty Anchor Happy Hour, in the most beautiful of ways that if I was a listener of this, po- it, like, rarely, I mean, I often am like, yeah, I would listen to this podcast. Of course I would. But I walked away from that Patreon being, or that episode of the Patreon being like, this would make me want to subscribe to the Patreon. And so that's why I'm saying it. This episode's, this week's episode of the Rusty Anchor Happy Hour is reason enough for you to want to do and to subscribe to the Patreon. And then when next week, next Wednesday, in addition to the Stan bonus episode for the $8 tier, but we will be, even though we're taking next week off for the holidays, we will be putting out a Rusty Anchor happy hour that everyone will get. So if you want something bonus next week, go listen to that Rusty Anchor happy hour. We'll have another one next week. Yep. And that you can get for $5 a month, which you're getting us each for $2 and 50 cents a month. I feel like that's a good deal given the way our tongues look. (laughs) We also should break down that like, you know, unlike some other creatives and you can support whoever you want, but like Carrie and I are splitting this operation. So like your $5 really comes down to $2 a piece a month for us. And I, Patreon takes a cut. (laughs) Yeah. So basically I am getting that tip at a drag show and you know what? I fucking love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Happy. Put it in my chest. Put it in my boobs. <laughs> Patreon digitally put it in my boobs. Um, I also, no, it's I'm wonderful. also hoping that, you know, because again, with, you know, if you're a, a $5 member or, or it's the substitute teacher on a budget tier, mm-hmm. you also do get full video versions of the podcast. And we've been getting a lot of really great comments. I know I've been saying it. I've been trying really hard to like match my outfits. I've been trying to make really fun visuals for uh, for the Patreon, <laughs> and we're just having so much. fun. I'm the opposite of that. I do not do themes. I do not do costumes. I do not dress up unless I am in full drag. So like, nope. You will always see me. Although, although in next or in an episode coming up, I do wear leopard print. So there, I'm changing things up a little bit. You are changing things up a little bit. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I've got no more housekeeping or anything. Should we take... Oh, did you have another thing you wanted to say? Yes, I do. Because because we are taking off next week for the holidays, and this episode is coming out just a couple of days before Christmas, I think it is very apropos of us, for anyone who isn't subscribed to the podcast or to the Patreon, um, to wish all of you... A wonderful holiday because we if if you're not in the Patreon, we won't hear from you next week. So we just want to say have a wonderful holiday. Be with family. Watch the Golden Girls. If you have a stressful time over the holidays, which I know a lot of you listening, you know, I don't necessarily like the holidays and it kind of depresses me. And so the Golden Girls is a great opportunity to come together with other people and sort of like, you know, people online and who like the podcast or whatever and watch the Golden Girls and maybe get your mind off some of the, the sad things of this season. And if you are having a wonderful time, then watch the Golden Girls too with your families, wherever you are. I think it's a wonderful opportunity. So I want to wish everyone a happy holiday. That's so sweet and considerate of you. I feel like such an asshole. I was just going to go to break and then go to the Stan interview, but I mean, I'm not, with I mean, you. Still, still. I'm with you. I hope <laughs> I always forget. Yeah. This is going to be the last one on the main feed. So yes, I yeah. also hope that you all have a wonderful holiday. I hope you watch Golden Girls episodes and oh yes. And oh, and post- there's more. Oh, this is so exciting. I mean, well, it's not that big of a thing, but it's holiday related. If you, one of the things that I love about the holidays is, I mean, Carrie and I both get a shit ton of Golden Girls things, but I know a lot of you listening also get a shit ton of Golden Girls things. And so one of the things that I love every single year we've been doing the podcast, especially as social media has sort of like grown and evolved and done the things that you tag us and you show us in in your stories and stuff, the the Golden Girls related gifts that you get. So on the holiday, that. whatever you're doing, Go ahead and tag the podcast on Instagram or Twitter or wherever you are and or wherever you want. And we'll retweet it because I want to show everybody, you know, all the wonderful people that are getting amazing Golden Girls gifts. So make sure you tag us in your Golden Girls gifts. Yes, your ornaments, your socks, your mugs, your pop Funkos, your puzzles, your board games, Mm -hmm. your pins, your stickers, your books, your Legos. I was just showing off. The other day that Michael and I were at, we were at Target or Michael was at Target, I should say. And he found this like anyone watching the video on Patreon, you'll be able to see it. But it's like a it's like a B. Arthur plush sort of doll thing. And it's so adorable. It's really sweet. Little Oreo would love those. She loved I mean, she loves the Golden Girls. She knows all their names because she has like the little people figures. Uh, but it makes me sad that Dorothy was all alone, though. I know she was the only one, but maybe everyone always bought the other girls. But we we're, we're tracking them down to get all of them. And don't worry, Oreo is on the list. But no. since 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 we're a half Jewish family, she might not get it on Christmas because I don't care about that. No, but no. <laughs> but still, no, That's yeah. So Dor- I mean, I love this little plush. I love this. She little looks plush. great. She's. I yeah. love the design of that. She looks really really sweet. Yeah. Well, let now let's take a little break, and we will be right back with Stan Zimmerman. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And hello, welcome back to the podcast. We're so happy to have you here. It's about time. I've been bugging you to have me back. I, I must, <laughs> I must have said time. something that offended the two of you, and it's just taken years. Oh yeah. no! No. Do you know how many? Do you know how many Golden Girls adjacent people there I are know. in the world to get on this podcast? I, I'm not that so adjacent. You, you, yes. We're finally. No, you're not. You're not. But we're finally getting back to the original lot. You know what I mean? So feel 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 lucky that we're still around for you even to come. Me too. Yes. (laughs) We're all here after a lot of stuff that happened. Every the world changed. Everything. I know it's been eight years, and I also realized that you're so you're the first person who's worked on the Golden Girls. Oh, please, out of your B. Oh, Arthur look, mug. Oh, yes, oh, we always have our yeah, beverages. So anyone listening, we have our mugs. And I, I don't have any gold. I had to pay for this, and I wrote the goddamn line. I get I get nothing, uh, no, no respect <laughs> and nothing for free. And for those- I think I know where that cup came from, For those from too. who are, are listening and not watching the video version on our Patreon, it's the, no, I will not have a nice day. Wait, 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 phone. wait. No, no. No, no. I will not I have, will excuse not have me, nice from day. writer to writer, Very I important. apologize. <laughs> when Very I important. see that on Golden Girl Facebook pages, I always chime in. Where's the other no? And there are two no's. There are two no's. And they're like, what do you there know about no's. it? And then everyone starts screaming at them. He knows. He was there. He knows. He, knows. he wrote it. Um, <laughs> you, well, speaking of twos, you're also the only guest that we've had on this podcast who has written on two shows that had a Becky number one and a Becky number two. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, thought that, I thought that well, was let's, kind let's, of a fun wait, fact. Let's, let's give, let's give yeah. some context going, for people. They're who going, who, know. What? We're talking about Becky number oh, one well, on the Golden Girls. And then, well, I don't know. I don't, I, I've learned on this podcast, never trust fully that everyone knows. And then the second one, Becky number two is on Roseanne, another favorite of mine where there was famously a Becky number two, but then went back yeah, to Becky so number one, but then came back to Becky number the two. Year that, too. The, so the year that Jim and I went on the show, uh, Sarah Chalk was just starting. So she was just like mm. a deer in headlights. That must have been intimidating. Like, what the hell did I get myself into? This is not how we act in Canada. Oh, and, sure. um, and then Sarah Gilbert, yeah. we had to shoot all of her stuff early because she was going to college. So we had to write those scenes yeah. and film them, and then she disappeared and then sarah was just there yeah, yeah. wow and it's been interesting to see sarah grow as an actor you know because it was to be thrown into oh, that yeah. group you know that had been churning the shows and know that rhythm and she didn't know and then mm-hmm. to see her turn into this like really funny great actor it's been really cool to watch, to watch that yeah on yeah, scrubs and stuff yeah. like she's done yeah yeah, 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 scrubs she was on yeah scrubs. she's done a yeah. bunch of stuff yeah i never watched scrubs but but she you was sing funny. the scrubs From song the i'm sure um, no, Superman. Know you what know it. it. Yeah. Do I? I don't know it. I don't think. I feel like that was for straight people. I don't know. Destiny's Child. I'm no Superman. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Very special people. Yeah. But welcome back, Stan. We are so excited. We have so many things to talk about today. Like, yes. 
Okay. We have a list. You you gave us a list no, to talk about. So we I have did not give you a list. <laughs> no, uh, your life gave us a list because you have so many things yeah, going on. Yeah. That's it's why. Yes. It's called double yes. espresso. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So let's let's start by talking about your upcoming book. It is, I love it. You've got it on your shirt. It is called The Girls from Golden to Gilmore, Stories About All the Wonderful Women I've Worked With. It is currently on pre-sale. Uh, tell mm-hmm. us all about and it. And Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, and Roseanne is the sort of asterisk. And Roseanne. <laughs> there was a big fight with the publishers. I wanted that on the cover. And mm-hmm. uh, they were a little yeah. nervous that maybe... Uh, I think it's kind of funny to put it on yeah, the back, actually. Like, That's funny. Well, what happens if she gets back, upset? I, I go, we sell more books, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. you sell yeah. more books. Yeah. Yes. I'm kind of scared to go yeah. on her podcast, though. Have you been watching it? You know, her TikTok thing? I'm blocked oh, by Rosé, well, so I don't good know. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, she's... Yeah. You know, and she has, she's had, she's she's had a Rudy Giuliani she's a and um, Carrie Lake on there. Yeah. I mean, just like... No, we, we don't need to go down that road, no, but... We love the old Roseanne, but tell us about the book and like how it came about. And what uh, it's about and stuff. Well, she said it all. It's really uh, a love letter to all the wonderful women I've worked with. And I've been so lucky to have written for some amazing actors. And um, I had this idea and the title, The Girls from Golden to Gilmore. I love a, and a good alliteration, you know, like the best. Respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it rolls it. off your yes. tongue. And um, I made the mistake or did it wisely at one of the um, the Fan Fest Society, which is the Gilmore Girls Fan Festival every fall. I announced it while I was on the Q&A in front of thousands of people. And I was like, holy moly, I have to go write this book now. I have to sell the book. <laughs> I have to try to get a publisher, not knowing how difficult that yeah. would be and just uh, such a long process. But it, they kind of gave me accountability. So every year I'd go back and i go, well, come on. Time is a ticking. Uh, I was lucky during yeah. COVID to get a publisher and then started the process of giving them, you know, I had outlined it. Um, and so what I did um, since my college days, I kept a journal. So I journaled during all yeah. of Golden Girls, all of Roseanne, all of Gilmore Girls. Wow. I'd go home and I'd write, can you believe Betty White? So I pulled all I'll of those that yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. in the book. Uh, so I pulled all of those <laughs> from my journals. I had to go through all of them and put them in a doc on my computer. And then I started forming the chapters. Mm-hmm. So it's me today as a somewhat mature person. And looking back at, I was so young during those shows, what I was thinking and feeling and the hurt. And mm-hmm. as you know, being... Well, being in the closet on Golden Girls, surviving, uh, yeah. you know, not being asked back and all the trials and tribulations of a, of a Hollywood creative person and a life, life in Hollywood yeah. and how you pick yourself yeah. up and go on to the next job. So a lot of it, you people will get not just, you know, um, show business stories, but how you get from one job to the next and life through you know, we get knocked down a lot and how do we pick ourselves up from it? So there were a lot of life lessons and things I didn't know because I was so young and naive and um, figuring it out. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not going to do a paddly poem, but I'm still here. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you're still here, baby. Out of all of the... (laughs) Forget forget the tea. I I need a martini glass here. 
Oh no, I'm fully drinking I've tea right now. I switched to wine. I'm, I'm, oh. The, oh, how dare you! You should have told no. me. I would have uh, matched no. your wine with a something or other. Yeah, no, no. No, it's okay. I have a gonna, sparkling water as well, okay. but I did. It's yeah. that time of night for me. It is. Well, but no, Stan. So, of all of the women you write about in the book, because you, I mean, one of the one of the things, the one of the best things I love about being homosexual, besides the actual sexual part, is loving of women, which is sort of ironic when you think about it. But appreciate. we love women yeah. deeply. We appreciate women. They are our leaders. And one of the things that I I love about sort of well what you do as well is you sort of you're the same as me in that like you you prop up these women and you be you make them icons and whatever they are. But I want to know what of the women you wrote about who was like the most fun to work with and who was the hardest to work with. I think we know. Yeah, that hardest. goes without. <laughs> and why? <laughs> and Roseanne. Uh, yeah, and Roseanne part. That I think was we know hard. That part. The show. I mean, the writing was so good on that show. It, was, it wasn't It was hard. It was hard to be in a room full of 21 writers. There were 21 friggin' writers on that show. That's a lot. And a lot of them were stand-up comedians that uh, Tom and Arnold and Roseanne put on the show that had never written before. People like Norm MacDonald. So uh, Jim and I were running, because we were 21, we had satellite rooms. And Jim and I would get stuck with all the comics that had never written before. And Norm would sit in the room and say, I'm going to be the biggest comic in the world. And they would pitch hysterical jokes. And we had to tell them they had to come from character. And once they kind of got that, I mean, now, you know, their careers have soared. And, and it's been really cool to see, like, Laura yeah. Keitlinger was in the room and um, Lois Bromfield and some really, really talented people. Um, and so that was mm -hmm. exciting. And writing for Roseanne, I, it wasn't hard it was just a hard experience going to work um when we we passed on season one believe it or not we, mm -hmm. we told them no oh wow uh, they wanted like a seven-year contract and we were like oh we're not doing a seven-year contract i don't know what we were thinking uh laurie and john hadn't been yeah. cast at that point and then when it came back around we went in for a meeting with um rob ulin the producer and jay daniel who was brought in to manage the situation that's all his job was, because mm -hmm. uh, Carsey Werner were not allowed on set. That she had banned How them come? after the first year. No. Roseanne was like, "Oh, Roseanne, she, yeah, Roseanne banned them." So imagine yeah. you're producing a show, you're not allowed on on the set. Yeah, uh, and it's one of yeah. the biggest like, Susan to, Susan yeah. Harris banning Tony and Paul, or like yeah. B. Arthur banning yeah. the three of them. Yeah, yeah. that would yeah. not. Have, yeah, it was a crazy uh, setup. But when we went in for the interview um, with a Roseanne spec script, so writers out there, you know, we're always told don't ever hand a script in spec script of the show and think you're going to get on it. You know, I would yeah, say to they usually won't read it. <laughs> normally you wouldn't. But like I tell yeah. young writers or writers of any age, uh, there's no real rules in show business. I mean, every rule is there and it can be broken. Um, so they said to us, oh, we don't pat anybody on the back here. And we were like, oh, it's okay. We don't need it. You need it. Everybody yeah. needs it. To mm -hmm. me, that's not good show running. When you are putting in all those hours in a show, everybody, no matter what you're doing, needs to have their work acknowledged. And I just thought that mm -hmm. at the time, I didn't fully understand what that meant. Um, but it, you don't really love going to work when you know you're just like, come on, better jokes, yeah. more you know, rewrite the scene. She threw out this. 
oh, Roseanne's going to get electric shock, so write her out of the episode. You know, little things like that that happen. Yes, well, yes, that did side, happen. Though, yes, that did happen. On the flip side, yeah. who's yeah. who was who was lovelier to work with? Um, the loveliest. I'm. I don't know why I'm just going to pull this. There are so many people that I've loved writing for. I mean, obviously Estelle, I loved because I loved her, and she was just. But they had to be. I, I always characterize them as like she would come up to bat and just hit each one over the fence. That's what it was like. If you could give her, if you throw in the good yeah. joke. And she just go. You'd hear the crack, and it would just go, and everyone go ah. Um, but later on, I yeah. loved writing for Tisha Campbell Martin on a show that we did on Lifetime, Rita Rocks. She was just, and, and it was about um, a mom that wanted to get her groove back, and she used to be in a garage band, and she started a new garage band. So I got to go into recording studio like every other week with friggin' Tisha oh, Campbell fun. Martin, and we'd go, oh, let's cover this song, and I mean. It was all my dreams of American Idol and Roseanne put together in the show. That's why we created that. So um, yeah. that's really fun. Uh, Melissa Peterman, who was a guest star on that show, is friggin' hysterical. I love Melissa yeah. so much. She has yeah. a new game show that she is, is so a fun. brilliant mind. I'm loving it. They have comics on it, and I want to be on it. Well, tell her you know, know me, I, and it'll be. I know. Well. It'll be like that. Well, <laughs> I know they're watching me because they keep they keep looking at the stuff. So I'm just saying they know they know. Yeah. I'm All right. So, me. Stan, before yes. we go any further, Uh-oh. I we have to play a moment from our first interview yes. back in 2015, eight oh, years no. ago. What was my hair because like? Because it ties. It looked gorgeous. OK. Oh, yeah. There's, There's no, no video. video of it. Don't worry. I look but, beautiful yeah. and thin. That's all I care about. Here. Yes. We just started okay. doing video. YouTube started in the late aughts, but okay, we're just getting okay. the video right now. So, like, yes. <laughs> you're fine. So, but we're going to play yeah. this because it ties into your book, and it all feels very serendipitous. Okay. Let's let's. What's so? Yes. F- let me just let me just start before. Let me just say before we play the audio that the actual audio quality is one of the funniest things in the world because Stan sounds like. Now we were all in the same room. Let's let this wasn't this isn't Zoom days like we're in now. Like that we were all in the same room, but yet Stan sounds like he's in the bottom of a tunnel somewhere, and Carrie and I sound like we're sort of like distant, but yet still kind we of. We were, in the same I guess, room. we were it having was, an audio issue that day. I listened to the full episode though; it actually wasn't that bad. But but yeah, it's but, but it's what's what yeah. was said that's important. Okay. Yeah, Think it's what's the so words, said. It's funny. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, Betty was just because, you know, it was that crazy character, but mm-hmm. she was very, I didn't really get to know her. You know, she was, uh, to me, more Sue Ann Niven than she was. Yeah. You know, so, uh-huh. And that'll be in my book, so I can't tell everything. My, I want to write a book, The Girls from Golden to Gilmore, about all the wonderful, crazy women that I've heard. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. Yes. So, I mean, so nothing's she, changed, yeah, basically. Attached, but you, you I made, so, I I made my dream come true. I do what I, I say. <laughs> That's the important thing I want you to take away from this. Now, I yeah. think I accidentally cut this off a little short, but it, if it, uh, when we continued talking, you said, I'll come back when my book comes out. And you're so, back. Oh I know you're giving a you're shit back. for not having <laughs> not having you back, but we had to wait, wait for to you mute. to write oh. your fucking book, Stan. It's actually it's perfect. You, you turn it's it back actually perfect, Stan. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, I'm well, been waiting. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, and it's so good that you're back now, too, because like you have, in addition to the book, you we also have, to talk about... have a fantastic. Yes. Yes, okay. please, Carrie. We have to talk it. about your Lifetime movie, Ladies of the 80s, A Diva Christmas. This movie was so campy. I was obsessed with it. So if anybody campy. hasn't seen it yet, I feel like you all have, but you have it. You can stream it on Hulu. It is a homosexual's wet yes. dream. It was be wet Lonnie all Anderson, over, yes. Morgan Fairchild, Nicolette Sheridan, the <laughs> Linda Gray, Donna Mills. The women were amazing. There were definitely nods to Golden Girls in there. There was a uh, mm-hmm. Fasten Your Facelifts, ladies. It's going to be a bumpy weekend. Took me right back to Fasten Your Seatbelt, Slut Puppy, because this ain't going to be no cakewalk. Yes. There was a moment where the women are all up late cooking English fruitcake. They're talking about how they used to be able to Mm -hmm. eat whatever they wanted when they were in their 20s. There was just so much of it that just it had these undertones of Golden Girls in it that I really, really appreciated. Yes. So we were in uh, Jim and I were in Texas, in Dallas, about to world premiere Silver Foxes, which is kind of a gay man, a Golden Girls play with Michael Urie directing that started the pilot and turned into Mm -hmm. a Uh, a play and it's now a published licensed play i believe matt bomer mentioned it when i i interviewed he did not talk about it mentioned the all he mentioned the all gay golden girls i I go back go and listen to the episode if you don't already listen to the parting shot with h allen scott but um yeah he mentioned an all gay golden girls and it could have been i don't don't really i Um, listen but uh and then our old assistant jason wood who is head of casting a lifetime uh called and said can i throw your uh, hat in the ring uh we have a, a movie that we're talking uh at that point it was joan collins jacqueline smith linda gray down to mills morgan fairchild they all want to do a christmas movie this is the middle of march mind you it has to be written by may 1st because of the writer's strike it has to be shot in one location you can redress the location but one location and all you get are 15 days. They ended up with 13. <gasps> Would you guys want to pitch some ideas? And we're like, Dodd, do you know us? I said, give us 24 hours. We'll come back to you. We came back for like six or seven ideas. And they were like, we like all of them. And they were rehearing other writers. And uh-huh. they said, which one do you want to do? And yeah. that never happens where they wow. ask the writers. It's like, And I just jumped in and I said, I think the one where they all play ex-soap opera, daytime soap opera actors, would be good because we can play with, you know, their backgrounds. And at that point, they had all been on soap operas. And you know how soap operas are all dying. So the the premise of it is they bring them all back together for one last live Christmas Day episode of this soap opera and kind of reinvent Mm -hmm. soap operas, mixing Real Housewives in with soap operas. And that was our little twist to it. That's what I loved about it is that because the modern day soap opera now is either unfortunately or fortunately, depending on who you ask, is the Real Housewives and reality television in general. That is our modern day soap opera. And so, and even Andy Cohen has talked about that, that he was obsessed with soap operas as a kid. And that's sort of where it all sort of, you know, the germinated the idea. But it, it that's what I love about the movie. that It is kind of combining both of those sort of loves of like the campy soap opera, like you and stole my husband to like montage. the whole. The slap montage <laughs> yep. is really fun. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of in that land of when we wrote Brady Bunch. They just, I mean, they didn't have too much time to get on us. They had some really stupid notes, but uh, they kept saying, this is funny. And we're like, you hired us. And you can't do this premise without being campy. 
but they don't do camp on Lifetime. Yeah. And they're like, this is like, no. No, that's what I yeah. was surprised by. I was surprised that it even was I on Lifetime. The good part was because of the strike, they had to make the script as is and that can't be. And they had those actors. So they had product that they could film before the actor strike. I think if there wouldn't have been the strike, they would have picked up that script and pulled all that out. They already did pull out a bunch of jokes and our director could even from her cut. And she was like, hold on to the jokes. This is what's going to separate. Yeah. You know, and I think what drew people and obviously they got so much publicity because people wanted to see those women <laughs> and they thought it was fun to see them. And so yeah. we just well, let's go all out. So when Joan couldn't do it, we went to a bunch of people. I could name some of the ladies that couldn't do it or passed on it if you wanted. Um, yes, yeah, we, we want to do that now. Uh, well, yes. I was all about, can we make it a little diverse here? So uh, Jennifer Lewis, mm -hmm. my friend Charlie Ralph couldn't do it. Mm. Uh, another idea of mine was Susan Lucci. She couldn't do it. Uh, we went after Lisa Vanderpump. And there was a second where she almost... Oh. Um, but uh, then, in true diva fashion, Morgan Fairchild, her first comment about the script was she loved it, but she's like, why does Joan Collins get all the jokes? So what does she do? She goes in and takes Joan Collins' part. That is a, that's yes. a smart diva, right? Diva move. Diva move. Diva move. A beautiful, that and she does it great, and she, again, hits all those out of the park, and um, it was really cool. But I couldn't go to, we couldn't go to set because of the strike. So they were afraid yeah. that we would be followed yeah. by some, you know, writers guild people in, in, in trench coats or something and shut down production. So uh, they didn't let us yeah. go. We had conversations before the strike with, you know, Lynn, all the actresses. And, and that was super cool to hear what their thoughts were about their characters. And you, when mm -hmm. you get to that level, mm -hmm. they are almost their characters and their person are so similar. You know, when you think about that in features too, yeah. like, Julia Roberts is Julia Roberts and everything. Sandra Bullock is Sandra Bullock. So in a way, like Don and Morgan, you know, it goes beyond acting in a way. You become this yeah. thing in a way. You're playing yeah. off that and personality. That's what was, yeah, right. That so that's know. why I felt this premise we could play off of. So we kept saying, are they okay having fun with it? And they're like, hell yeah. Like, so the whole thing about mm -hmm. how many kids do you have? Like, are you Madonna, Mia Farrow, that whole thing? I was like, that's never going to stay in. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know, the, but yeah. wait, so I need to know, because okay. we're going to take a break, but I need to you know to go to before bathroom, we go to or, break. I, I can I can sit this one out. Well, no, we have to, we have to pay kidding, the bills I'm here, kidding. buddy. Um, <laughs> but we before we go to break, I want to know, and even though I know you weren't on set, did you get any word about like, yes. like yes. any sort of like, yeah, moments like what sort of gossip? I'm not going to tell it here. Second hand that you could. Uh, Why not? Um, <laughs> you tell everything oh, else, I Dan. I got to save <laughs> some for the next book. Um, they were all so excited to come back together, but yes, of course, certain things do come up. Um, you know, when you're working in that tight of a schedule. Um, but then there were some great moments I I will share with you. Uh, at the end of the montage, we had written that Donna slaps um, Nicolette's character and she falls into the pool. So I had heard that they were like, well, you're not going in the pool. We don't have time. We don't have money. We can't hire a stunt person. And then we can't dry you off and do it again. And they're, and they're like, come on, yeah. you know, why not? The producer said no. So supposedly Nicolette... This yeah. is an avatar. So supposedly Nicolette <laughs> told the director, just keep it rolling. 
and she jumped into the friggin' pool. She knew where the friggin' joke was. Can I say fucking? She knew where the joke was, and she yeah. gave, you know, show, you know, wasn't that cool of her? So uh, when I met her, I was just like, I'm in love wow. with you. And it's like, that, she was like, of course, that's, yeah. Nicholas and they're, Sheridan, and they're yelling at her, I'll never Nicholas. work with you again. And she's like, guys, you're welcome. Like, she did that. She didn't have to get her hair yeah. wet all in, but wow. like, that just that showed a lot about her character. And I thought that was super cool. And, you know, it, some people may say, oh, that's a diva. How could you do that? And you took the time, but I know that's we want it. Come on. Yeah. That's, that's what we want from All right. her. Well, yes. Well, Car- I was I was going to bring us to the break. Yeah, please okay. go ahead. And tease what we're going to do okay. when we come back. Um, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're going to talk with Stan about some Golden Girls stuff. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. We are back with Stan Zimmerman. Stan, m- keeping on the subject of divas, did you ever witness a diva moment on the set of The Golden Girls? Oh, good question. Um, you have to understand, we were there season one, so there were no diva moments. Everybody really was so excited watching this little show that everybody thought nobody would watch. I mean, the the, the thinking back then was nobody cared about older people. Nobody would, it just would be this little thing that people would think is cute. Not that it would explode to a number one show. So, and they also were so respectful of the writing. And I have to say, I've never been on a show before or after it, where every interview that I can find on YouTube, they always said, it's the writing. It's the writing, it's the writing, yeah. it's the writing. Mm-hmm. Not us. It's, you know, like, new. Yeah. it's obviously the combination. But for them to acknowledge us little writers, you know, that I'm sure you've seen those um, on the Facebook groups when people say um, that scene with Betty White was ad-libbed. Hey, no, yeah, we do see that. We always make sure to correct it and say, yeah. no, 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 they're just no. really good actors. They were, yes, yeah, no, it. it was it's, all written. Even, yeah. and so we finally got people to show the script. War. Yes, it's in the script. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, people just think, yeah. oh, they just make it, the actors make up the lines. It's like, no. This isn't Curb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. because a lot yeah. of the new shows, you know, Curb or even like an office feels so improvised. Um that, uh, you know, we have to fight to be respected uh, in this business. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I obviously feel so fortunate that those four ladies um, were saying my lines. And and I say it in the book, I yeah. knew then and there, I was appreciative. I don't know why or how I was instilled with that. And again, you'll see a lot, I write a lot about my mother. I credit her a lot with putting that in me that, to appreciate the moment that you're in. And I really, sure. really did. Mm-hmm. I was, I knew I was lucky that we were like the first of our age group to get a real job, like a job that mm-hmm. I could buy a car and yeah. a house. And, uh, yeah. and, and my friends were so supportive. They were excited for me. There was, 
no jealousy. It was just everyone reveled in how cool this yeah. was that we ended up on this show. And it, that's so okay. nice that everybody was so supportive. And, you know, I know last time we chatted with you, we did talk a little bit about, you know, some of your episodes that you and your writing partner, Jim, wrote. You wrote Adult Education. You wrote Flu Attack. Uh, you wrote Blanche and the Younger Man. Um, so I wanted to, uh, I read some stuff in Jim Colucci's book because I was like, what haven't we talked about with those episodes? And with Blanche and the Younger Man, I always wondered why the episode was named after Blanche's story because, you know, it's the smaller story in the episode and the story with Rose's mother is really the main story. And Golden Girls episodes are typically named after the main story of the episode. And then I was reading in Jim Colucci's book uh, that the director of the episode, Jim Drake, said that initially Blanche actually had the bigger story in the episode and the Rose's mother story was kind of the smaller story, but that during rehearsals, it became clear that the storyline with Rose and her mother was going to take precedence. So Blanche's story was kind of cut down. The other was kind of, you know, plumped I up. don't think it Is was that... that cut down word-wise that much. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you see it on its feet, it's just the importance of it. But they were always calling it Blanche and the Younger Man. I was the one that made them do Rose's mother, put it on their AKA. Mm. And it's a very, only because, and this is a really crazy thing, I I thought no one's going to nominate Blanche and the Younger Man for an Emmy. So I was like, can we call it Rose's mother? Thinking it's just a classier, yeah. I wanted, to, for some reason I was thinking yeah. going down in history as, as Rose's mother. And um, and also that was the week that, um, you know, B. Arthur's mother died. So it just, the right. focus just was on the emotions of all of that with mothers and daughters. And uh, again, yeah. so that I think that got beefed up. But initially I think it was just, Oh, isn't it funny? She's dating a younger man, and that's where all the the funny and also because the story kind yeah. of started um, started with that. Right. You know, that's right. Forward. I do think I feel like yeah. when anybody talks about the episode, they always say like, "Oh, you know, the Rose's mother episode." So yeah. that's I mean, that's how yeah. I reference it. Yeah. So I did it's too. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's um, how I think some, of it too. There's some gay well, men that really episode. liked his his arms were so beautiful in that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the trainer. Yeah. <laughs> Dirk. Yeah, I mean, Dirk when he lifted up the table, yeah, lift like that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, whenever I'm in drag, I make men lift things up around me often, just to watch, just to watch. It's a yeah. Blanche nod, yeah. you know what in I mean? What Blanche? Blanche. Dog oh, yeah. years. That was in the first draft. <laughs> well, that was in a spec. That was our, oh. our freelance episode before we were wow. on staff. So that's why they were like, oh. "Oh, these guys get it." Like we knew somehow. That we went to all tapings. And we, right. it's, a, it's a, you know, it's an art to hear how each person talks, to yeah. know that it's yeah. in that order with that comma, that way. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we got it. We just did. And, and, uh, well, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about gay men understanding and appreciating women's voices and really yeah. studying them. I mean, it's what we do in the bars at with drinks. We just quote yeah. famous women. All well, like the I haven't time. been in that position so since I've given birth. I remember it, it flew out of my mouth and Jim just burst out laughing. And I was like, what's so funny? He goes, that's so funny. You know, sometimes, you know, when you're writing with people, yeah. you, I, do, I get into the character. So like, mm -hmm. I remember yes. being on staff mm -hmm. and uh, in our little office and I would just become blind to start talking like her and like, and I just become the characters and, People, it helps yeah. when you're writing dialogue for well, sure especially for especially for blanche yeah. oh yeah yes yeah. Yeah. yeah well there's another episode that you wrote the fluid i just call it the flu book uh be 
The flu. I know it's been the both, flu. but yeah. It is listed as both yes. on IMDb, yeah. Yeah, true. Well, B says that she broke character and laughed so much during the filming of this episode. How does that make you feel? I didn't know it at the time. To know that she... I didn't know that well, she, she did specifically that. said she specifically said that she laughed every time when the women at the auction said that Don Johnson couldn't make it, but he sent his wardrobe and then held it up. Yeah. She said that cracked her up, and she said she definitely broke. Do you remember? Uh, no. Uh, that episode was fraught with a lot of a lot of discussion because it was unlike any oh. other episode in, I mean, television, usually there's the A story and the B story, but you very rarely have an episode yeah. that like they all three got sick. Like you don't see that it's one person. And that was how Susan set up the shows. Like it's one person that has the A story and the other, another character. And then the others have little things going on. So to have all three at once yeah. and on a new show, you're going, well, who and what, and where's the attention? And, so it was figuring out the order of scenes and all that. That, uh, And that was our third one. So they loved our first two. And they're like, let's give this one to Jim and Stan. They'll, they'll figure out the mess. And we're like, we're, I can barely buy a drink in a bar. I'm like, I don't know what, what's going on. And uh, <laughs> figuring out really was, you know, our first big, big job. Um, so we were kind of thrown yeah. to the wolves in that. And then just being... Uh, back then we were not on the floor. So now in sitcoms, all the writers are on the floor. Roseanne, we were stuck yeah. in the back up, up in a booth cause she didn't want us anywhere near there. Um, but back in golden girls, you were in another building watching it in a, a room with oh. like a trailer. Yeah. Wow. With the, and the director was hmm. right there, like going like snapping when to cut to the next shot. This is old school. What? This is, I know. Isn't yeah. that wild? So we were back who there. Who was on set? Just who was on set? The camera people. And they would stop and they would go running out. But we would never go out. We were in the back were there. Were you talking on walkie talkies? Wow. How were they communicating? Cans with, wa- the with, with string. <laughs> How was the director communicating to the actors? Uh, he had a thing. He had stuff. a thing. He could talk to the booth and the, and the people on the floor. But for some reason, it, it, it was not. It, you weren't sitting like in the corner that we do now, you know? With all the little chairs. That's so yeah. Wild. yeah, it was pretty crazy. But so yeah. uh, we got there and everybody had those director chairs with their names on it. And it was like Duck, Duck, Goose. And like Jim and I going, um, they gave us a chair. They never got us a chair. That's how, oh, yeah. Oh and God. I really think that just, it just makes you feel like, yeah, we were staff writers, but we're freaking there every day. Like we're there. Like, why would you not? Mm-hmm. Nobody thought I got to talk to that Marsha yeah. Pilsner Williams. It's all her fault, probably. Saving some, <laughs> saving some money I, there. I never talked to her. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna give her a call as soon as we're done. Um, yeah, you, you and know. I would love to see you and Marsha go. To oh my that. God, you should see us when we do the cruises or whatever we do together. We've done a bunch of panels, and I always try to egg her on because you know she's so. Well, you know what she is. She's. She, we love Marsha. Ooh, it would be so fun to have like a debate. But she doesn't. She does. Oh, when I try to pull her into something, she doesn't want to go there with me. I don't for some reason. I don't know. So, oh. uh, but I, lo- I, I love her so much. Death. I mean, I. She, yes. she was. I mean, she was just on the I know I saw that. Ago, but she was one of the lights there. Like we just we gravitated towards her. Yeah. She embraced us. We clicked right away. We worked on other things after and other shows. She's cool I know. And you just saw She's it instantly. So cool. There was no bullshit yeah. in anything. And there was all this other bullshit yeah. around there. And she was just like, 
I like you guys. You're cool. You're fun. Like, I don't care if you're staff writers or whatever. Yeah. You're just, and we just really clicked. So I thank her for, you know, nice. her and Estelle were really the, the lights up there for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Definitely. continuing Definitely. on with the Golden Girls, I know I gave you some homework to do, um, which is I wanted to know if you had any memorabilia from your time on the show, other fun stuff that you've done. The so originals. Watching the video can watch. Oh, wow. I've only worn. Holding this up was the Golden Girls gift. I've only worn it twice on the cruise. Uh, but it's a sweatshirt. Like oh, it, wow. I always thought it was a horrible color. I mean, it's crazy color. But it says Whit Thomas Harris on the back, yeah. the Golden Girls, and the 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 famous font. So it's kind of like a teal it's, it's like blue a, yeah. with it's golden. Yeah. yeah, but wow. it's in it's in mint condition because I've really only worn yeah. it twice. So wow, where do you store it? Where wow. do you keep it? Um, with my other self in a dark closet. Uh, no. Um, mm. <laughs> No, I keep it in, you know, with my other uh, something. We're not going to. We're not going to. The closet then uh, and then now. I, sh- I should, should write about I should that in the play rat. someday. I should yes, bubble wrap it, but I don't. Um, it's, just, it's just up at the top <laughs> and it gets pulled down for special occasions like today. Yeah. What um what yeah. what else you got you got over there, Stan? Well, I have other things, but not Rose- not uh, Golden Girls. You want to see the other things? Okay. Yeah, That's okay. We're here for everything. Yeah. Um, the notepad. Like, why oh, would I still wow. have the this? Roseanne notepad? Like, isn't that crazy? I a mean, notepad with the Roseanne logo. Was that in the writer's room? It was in her office. I mean, like, this is what, like, they, do they wow. still do that? They don't do that, right? Nobody plays I've never pad. written on a show. I mean, we Probably have the not. yellow legal pad. Oh, you have, and, they, we don't, nobody, and then you have the, uh, do they have buck slips anymore? Remember buck slips? You know no, what a buck slip what is? is? That? What is that word? Is it, that like a hanging chad? Yeah, it's a little bigger. What is that it's word? like half of this. It's like a thing you would like paper clip on the script and write a little like you know, this is good or yeah. don't no, read this. We just would write directly on our script. Oh yeah. So there's this. Okay, this because it's holiday season, and not to get sad and sentimental, but um, oh, this is the first year that I didn't get a Christmas card from somebody. And I've saved all of them. Is that Betty's, Betty's Herman. Christmas cards? Paul Rubin. Oh, it's Paul oh, Rubin. I can't Sorry, see it. We're ha- oh, now oh. I see. 2003. Oh, yeah. Wow. I saved all of them. Um, oh, this wow. was the Do last one. Favorites? That is 2023. 2023. I just bought this the other day. Uh, this the the, oh, the cherry playhouse. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet oh. that you would get a a holiday card every year. I wish his estate had sent them out this year, like just one last one. Um, well, yeah. Right. So he oh, we we became friends, and he's sense. such a was such a sweet person, and um, we had a lot of shared memories together, and uh, I really miss him and. Um, I did know he was sick. Uh, just that whole story. I don't know if you know all of that. Um, you know, he, he kept it so secret, it, but feel free to, and mm-hmm. when he passed, yeah. I was just like, why, why? I think, he, I think uh, that he wanted us all to remember him as that fun character. He did not want yeah, us. Of course. Yeah. It was the same thing with Nora Ephron yeah. as well. She wore a bow tie. No. Well, she didn't want. No. Well, no, she didn't wear a bow tie, but she didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew that she was sick, and she wanted to sort of keep it a secret until the very, very, very end so that 
there wasn't this sort of like i mean you think of like people like farrah fawcett or like he or even you know people who had long deaths and people who were suffering and in the end we knew it and it was sort of like it didn't hurt their image but it is something you remember about them and i don't remember Nora efron being sick or paul rubens being sick i remember them being the amazing entertainers and writers and creatives that they are and i kind of love that that's the memory i have yeah, it, and not for him sort it of wasn't ending. just paul rubens being sick it was peewee so imagine yeah. you have another yeah. person but you are that person when you go out and it's like it's a blessing and it's a burden you know i always felt right. like when yeah. he went yeah. out people expected a certain something you know, and that's right. a lot to, yeah, of course, you know, we just, you know, we feel it to yeah. sort of keep up with. Yeah. Or, we want to go know. to Trader Joe's. Yeah. We freaking, we go to Trader Joe's, we get in the car and go. But for someone like yeah. him, it's a whole thing when you go out. Um, mm -hmm. But I, again, yeah. I think he was also grateful what all the, that character brought him um, yeah. and that he mm -hmm. wanted us to, I think, keep smiling when we see that character and, yeah. He was so creative yeah. and so smart yeah. and so mm -hmm. generous and yeah. So there's there's yeah, that uh, sadness around. Well, okay. thank you for that. Well, before we wrap up this segment, I do. Uh, want... Oh, sorry. Ahead, I what? um I had one more thing. Just to I just want to like like ramp the bitchiness back up okay. in our conversation. Yes. That's yeah, such a hard yeah. turn. I know. From Paul I know. I tried to I bring like, some is, sentiment yes. here, and but let's get back to there the bitch. Is, there is yeah. no. <laughs> I know there is no. These are the order of my questions. Okay. I'm bad at my job. I, you, and I were talking um, a couple of days ago, and you had mentioned that there was a when you were on the Golden Girls, there was a very angry voicemail that your writing partner Jim once received, yeah. and I was wondering if you could, I, if you could. I will not read that. that, but it is in the book. So it goes back to Silver Foxes. And in uh, when we had done a very famous reading in my house with Leslie, the late Leslie Jordan and Bruce Valanche and Melissa Peterman, Sherry O'Terry and Todd Sherry and mm -hmm. Daniel Gaither. Um, uh, it got a lot of press. And then uh, also it got press because no network would even read the script. So I went public with that because it was gay and old people. Um, yeah. So I think it was around the time Paul died. A lot of press came out, but the you know the headlines were uh, a gay men's golden girl. So I guess Susan was getting yeah. calls from friends, or I think at the memorial, people came up to her and said, "Congratulations! I hear they're rebooting Golden Girls with gay men." And she was like, "Huh? What?" And then she sees all these headlines. And she blames me and Jim. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she somehow got our numbers, called him. He didn't pick up. I think with Susan Harris, there's never somehow. Susan Harris I'm can sure get she anyone's can. number. Uh, when you're with CAA, <laughs> yeah. things, things magically appear. And she left this long, yeah. just mean message. She got me on the phone because I pick up. And she starts in on the same, how dare you, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, this was around the Me Too time. When that first came out, I was like, don't interrupt a woman. But I just had to say, Susan, 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 Susan. It's like, you know how the press is. I said, look at every interview. I always say, Susan Harris, her genius, she created it. You know, we were there one season. That's it. Mm -hmm. I 
not saying it. it's a reboot. I would never say that. And I always make a it's point a of not saying it. Yeah. It's a spin of the business. And you, and she's yeah. like, oh, okay. And was she angry at the word I reboot? I think she was like, like she I'm going to. was what she was angry she about? Bring lawyers and suing us and all this stuff about it. And like, first of all, nothing's happening with it. This was before we turned it into a play. Um, and we were at yeah. that point still trying to sell it at the series. And hopefully we'll get back to that because the play will be so successful. Um, uh, it's going to have a Midwest premiere September 6th in Columbus, near Columbus, Ohio, with an LGBTQ um, oh, exciting. theater out there. And I'm going to, I'm going to go for the opening and do a little Q and a talk about it. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I mean, there is something to be said outside of it, having any relation to the golden girls, there is something to be said for the fact that there is an entire generation of, you know, baby boomer queer people who are now senior citizens and who were robbed for many, many years of social security benefits of spouses, of spousal benefits, of a lot of money that a lot of straight people took for granted and just got when their spouse died. And so there's a lot of lower income queer people out there who are really just senior citizen lower income people who are struggling to survive. And they are living like the Golden Girls with roommates, yeah. with friends, with people who aren't maybe necessarily sexual partners, but are life partners. And there's a lot of really sort of unique families that are in this country living in small apartments who are kind of living like the gold. They might not be eating cheesecake, but they're definitely watching the Golden Girls. And so I think telling those stories are very, very important. And we need to have more of that and to acknowledge that like, they did a fucking lot for us. So maybe let's write a thank, show about Thank them. you for bringing you know that up I mean? because when we were doing Silver Foxes in Dallas, it was uh, staged in the round. So each night, Jim and I would sit at different spots, but we were looking directly across the, at audience members and to see in Texas, these older couples, some, mm -hmm. you know, lesbians, they would start crying or they would hold each other's arms or they would point. And then after they came up to us and said, we never see ourselves portrayed anywhere like thank you for that mm. and it really was like mm -hmm. hit us like yes we've got to keep pushing with this play and get it out there because like you said we're just not heard and 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 you know we become almost as our yeah. hair gets whiter we, we become like ghosts and um <laughs> ignored well my there you go i'm trying white, to yes you're right. what age yes. am i just gonna go <laughs> oh fuck it you know just just do, just never. No, never okay don't do don't it don't do okay. it if it's not good enough for Sally Field, there it's not go. good enough for me. Um, wait, Stan, where can people follow you and get the book and see? All uh, the I'm really, I love Instagram. So it's Zimmerman Stan on Instagram and Facebook. We don't do the other that shall remain nameless, that other entity that uh, nice. is out there in the social media world. Um, uh, yes. Uh, so the book, uh, it's already pre-sales are on Amazon. Um, you can probably go anywhere if you just Google the girls or my name. Um, there are other places you can you can get it and uh, comes. What you can go to a bookstore uh, yeah, so when it comes out. February thirteenth, and uh, yes. it's going to be very exciting once it's out there. So it's already having some uh, reviews on this thing called NetGalley. You know, they release oh. it out. To, yeah, yeah. And so it's so weird. Yeah. Like I spent all this time on it, and suddenly people are commenting on it or my style and. Well, oh, I know. I got to stop reading it. Someone was like, oh, he's yeah. just name dropping. I'm like, these are the people I work with. What can I say? And then other people so, are like, what homosexual? And then other doesn't people are like, he should do more name dropping. Like, I want more behind the scenes because I do get You're it. You're never going to please everybody. And that's what I'm, yeah. 
I said that the I said that the other day. I remember I was saying something about a friend, and the friend just happened to be somebody that like every gay person knows. It was a drag queen from Drag Race, and so I just had to say the name. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm not bragging. It's literally just my life. I'm sorry. That's... Like I'm not. I'm not gonna conceal that. No, sorry. and you almost make a bigger deal. I go, oh, I'm sorry, but. You know, I had lunch I with Lily Tomlin or something. I know. I know. You're like going, I'm sorry. That's just, you know. I did too. Yeah. I did too. You're I both too, doing like it right now. I love this. I know. It- <laughs> sorry. Well, Stan, thank you so much for being here. We'll be back with a golden takeaway. But Carrie, where can they hear more of this conversation with Stan? So we're going to have a bonus uh, episode on our Patreon. If you are a subscriber to the um program manager of the Miami Museum, which is our $8 a month tier, we will have a little bonus yeah. something something with Stan Zimmerman. So go to patreon.com uh, slash so go golden girls podcast and sign up. But don't go don't go away anywhere right now because we'll be right back with our golden takeaway. And we are back with our golden takeaways, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what's your golden takeaway from this episode? Man, I just I had so much fun talking to Stan. I feel like my golden takeaway is that any time that we can have a lovely conversation with somebody who once worked on the Golden Girls, it's just it feels like such a blessing because we're always getting these brand new stories that we've never heard. And I'm sure that, you know, Stan has asked the same questions all the time from Golden Girls fans. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate him taking the time as always. And it's just I just I love any time we get to get a little bit more of an insight into like behind the scenes stuff and, and stuff that we never knew about the Golden Girls. Yeah, my golden takeaway is I there was a moment in which Stan brought up a former guest that Carrie and I are obsessed with, Marsha Posner Williams, and um, that they sometimes have like a volleying back and forth sort of type of dialogue between them about different things related to the Golden Girls. And I just thought, wow, wouldn't that be the Frost Nixon of our times if they sat down together and we maybe moderated a debate sort of of the two of them? just sort of like going at each other about the Golden Girls history and stuff and just maybe reminiscing, but also reminiscing in a really sort of like, maybe like agitated way, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's a fun conversation. I think that would be a great, a great episode of Out on the Lanai. Don't you think, Carrie Doherty? Oh, yeah, (laughs) you are. Yeah, you're planting some things right now. You're planting yeah. flags. Oh, um, not red flags though, like good flags. Good flags. Yeah, good not flags. like not like white surrender flags, but like fun no. flags. You're planting fun flags. I would never surrender. <laughs> that was a great golden takeaway. Guys, this has been Thank another you. episode of Out on the Lanai. Thank you so so much for listening. Um we will catch you back here in 2 weeks. Oh my god. 2000 gosh. 24. In 2024. Which oh, marks wow. our 10 year anniversary this year. 2024 is our 10 year anniversary in September, right? Of 2024. I've got to go back and look to see. I think what it's our around there. It's in the fall was. at some point. But but it's we'll be doing it was after my birthday. Big. It was after my birthday. I know that. And we didn't right. do it in August. So it has to be September or October. Anyway, it is in September in 2024. We have our anniversary. So, like, we have maybe fun, exciting things happening next year because I can't believe 10 years. Wow. I know. I so, can't believe. 
Guys, we are a part of Mom Moguls of Media. So go on and subscribe to Mom Plus and go support those queens over there doing fantastic work and also just support queer creators because we need that support. Uh, but you can also follow us on social media at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter or X, out on the Lanai Official on Instagram, Golden Girls Pod on Facebook, and I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines on everything. And don't forget, if you do want to sign up for the GGVIP Club, you can go to patreon.com slash golden girls podcast to check out everything that we're doing over there. And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. H. Allen Scott is dancing. This is why you need the video version. I was dapping. I was you were dapping. Da you were da dabbing? Dabbing. Da is, is it dabbing or dapping? I think it's dabbing. Doesn't really matter. Oh, so fucking I'm just, old. I'm just doing it. For anybody who sticks around for the social plugs, <laughs> you just got that little nug. You're welcome. We yes, if you want to help us out, rate and review the podcast wherever mm. you get them. And thank you all so so much for your support mm. and for listening. And happy holidays, everybody. We love you so so much. Doesn't my hair look great like this? Yes, guys. <laughs> and rem and remember, okay. as always, rem stay, stay golden. golden. And dapping. happy holidays. I'm dabbing and I'm dapping and I'm dabbing and I'm dapping. I think dabbing is when you dab. Wait, Maybe it is. Don't you have dab to do, is it both arms? I don't even know. Yeah. I think, <laughs> but dabbing, I think, is when you dab, like when you pat the sweat off your forehead, right? Isn't that dabbing? I'm now, uh, I don't know. Now I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah we can, we'll Google it. We'll later. Google it. All right. Bye. <laughs> Out on the Lanai is not endorsed by Wit Thomas Harris Productions, Touchstone Television, Disney, or any of its subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names, pictures, audio, and video clips of the Golden Girls are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders.